get ready for a transformation. But in this kingdom, we start growing. We are replacing those carnal thoughts with the word of God. Our minds are renewed to the word of God. At that time, glory, glory, glory. So when we are speaking, we are speaking from knowledge. Or you wake up and say, Hey, bonga fish, angari. Glory to God. I took it in the dream. I will never take it in life. In the name of Jesus. Say, I'll never be poor. Ah! Jesus Christ. Pay attention to everything I'm going to show you. Another life-changing moment with Apostle Peters. Remember, the subject is the real Superman. And now let's get to the third features, third feature of this real Superman. Now, um, we, we said we've got three of them. The first one is that he is unlimited. The second one is that he is unbeatable. Now, he's unlimited because of the help of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit has been given to him and that makes him unlimited. Then he is unbeatable because of the authority that God has given to him. And we discovered yesterday that that authority actually is Jesus' very own authority. So this guy has the very authority that Jesus has, not something less. The exact authority because the Bible says he is seated together with Christ on the same seat. The Bible didn't say he's seated a little lower than Christ. No, it says together with Christ. And then also from the scriptures we discover, you know, that not only uh, do we have greater one on the inside of us, and that that in fact is for the junior class, but that we ourselves, we are greater than the devil. Why? We are seated far above him, you understand? So that makes us greater than him in every way. Jesus wouldn't be facing the devil and be saying, greater is he that is in me, would he? No wonder the apostle when he said, you uh, have God, little children, and I've overcome them because greater is he that is in you. So he says you. He didn't say us. He says you. Because he was talking to the little children. He is not in that class. Glory to God. <laughs> so that revelation is beautiful. It's glorious. If you catch that, that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, you will still be able to whip any devil any day, any time. But I'm just trying to let you know that you can still come up to something um, higher than that. And that's the fact that you yourself, you have become a principality. <laughs> you understand that? <laughs> Glory to God. But now we want to talk about the third point that I gave you when I was talking about um, the features. And we said, this real Superman is death free. Is death free. And what does that mean? And uh, to be able to talk about that, uh, we have to look at quite a number of things. But first of all, I wanted to understand God's original plan and God's heart desire for human beings. The first person he made was Adam. And when God made Adam, God didn't make Adam actually to to fade he didn't make adam to fade away now listen for god to make a man and the bible says he made that man in his own image and in his own likeness and for that man to actually for god to make that man to fade to fail to die 
will mean that God is a failure. You see that? How can God Almighty make something that will fade and fail and die? Do you understand? Uh -huh. It's like that's, the, that's a, a manufacturer that is a failure. A manufacturer will not make something. They will make a TV that will not work. Or a TV that will work just for a short time. And then there's trouble. Okay? Good. So if human manufacturer will not do that, will God do that? He wouldn't. According to the Bible, what went wrong was the disobedience of that man. God made Adam in his own likeness, in his own image, according to the Bible. And then God gave him a specific instruction. Okay, don't do this. And Adam went ahead and did it. And when he went ahead, now listen to this. Genesis chapter number 2. Let's look at that instruction. Glory to God. I have quite a lot, a lot here, I'm telling you. Genesis chapter number 2, 15 verse. I want us to look at the instruction. Alright, read it. Everybody wants to go. You know, reading like this is what we keep some of you. Some of you that you are not used to hearing the teaching of the word. You'll be dozing off. You better read. People are hearing things that will change their lives. You, you are dozing off. Continue. Continue. <laughs> Alright. Verse 15 again, everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay, next. You see, surely means surely. And in fact, if you study that word, surely, it's like repeating die twice. Okay, from the Hebrew. So, but the translators actually made it, they put it in a better way. That the surely, instead of saying, thou shalt die, die. So they said, ah, which one is die, die? So they said, oh, shall surely die. They, they, they look at it like the strength of it. So they decide to put surely there. But what he's saying is that the day they eat, they die. God actually gave the instruction to Adam. And we discover from, this, from the word of God that Adam went ahead and ate. And after he ate, did he die? Because God said he would die in that day. Did he die? Did he die in that day? Did he die in that day? Okay, how many of you are saying no? Wave your hand. You must be kidding. <laughs> now, you're not sure. You say, hey, Apostle is coming with another. Maybe that's what Apostle comes Come on, have you never studied this? Did Adam die? Did Adam ate it? You describe, okay, wait, for, for the records. Let's read on. Let's see whether he died. And the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him and help me for him. Now, run to chapter 3. That's where he did the thing. Okay, chapter 3 from verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field. And he said unto the woman, Yea, and God said, ye shall not eat of um, every tree of the garden satan wasn't sure so <laughs> and the woman said unto the serpent we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden 
but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden god hath said you shall not eat of it neither shall you touch it lest you die okay now that woman had something else god did not say you shall not touch it because god asked them to dress it if they are going to dress it how would they touch it how would they not touch it you understand so it's the woman that added that one and the serpent said unto the woman ye shall not surely die for god doth know that in the day ye eat thereof then your eyes shall be open and ye shall be as gods that's a lie really knowing good and evil and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make what wise she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat and the eyes of them both were open now and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons and they heard the voice of the lord god walking on the garden in the cool of the day and adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the lord god amongst the trees of the garden did they die no right did they die that day oh my god all right if you say they died that day wave your hand wave it wave it wave it good if you say they didn't die that day wave your hands now something is wrong with you if you're not raising for anything can you not raise hand for something now some of you the reason why you are raising hands is because i taught you this before actually they didn't die that day they didn't die that day but according to the bible they died that day they died spiritually that day spiritual death means separation from god so when they disobeyed god they were separated from god they were cut off from god and the moment they died spiritually they will have to die physically now the reason why god will be telling that guy and saying the day you eat it you shall die that's because he wasn't supposed to die he says the day you eat it something else will be introduced and that's death and so he ate it and died spiritually he was separated from god that's the first adam and then that will automatically result in physical death because that separation from god means that he has become sin he has become born again born of satan this time because who he submitted to was satan he obeyed satan like you obeyed the gospel you become a child of god he obeyed satan and become the child of the devil and so from that moment death started working because you see the bible says that sin open the door for death and so that day when he died spiritually before the end of that day he died physically you say uh, apostle is that a slip of the tongue no it's not a slip of the tongue you thought i made a mistake i didn't make a mistake the bible reveals that he died before the end of that day let me show that to you it's very simple second peter chapter number three okay verse eight it's three days of revelation and power now so we have to dig in the word right read it everybody everybody mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how old was adam when he died 930 
did he make it up to the end of the day no because as far as god is concerned one thousand years is as one day and one day is as one thousand years that's what you have there so god did not lie so he didn't make it but he had to die first spiritually and from that moment death started working in him and every human being and you know what because of who he is now his surrounding will also have death working now what i'm sharing with you now personally if i have my way i wouldn't share it with you i just love it to be my revelation or just a revelation to me but because god always instructs me to share it so i'm quite um, reluctant on my own but i'll talk about it because i have a master but if you listen and catch it it will help you okay glory to god all right so that's how death started working in the world that means every man that will come into the world will die the first adam brought that without the spiritual death there will be no physical death if that guy had not died spiritually he wouldn't have died physically and that's the same thing with jesus jesus is the second and last adam if jesus had not died spiritually it would not have been possible for him to die physically that's why on that cross he had to be separated first from god that was when he cried god why has thou forsaken me because that must happen first for him to now finally die physically are you still out there good okay so death started raining now from that foundation let me take you into some things but then when you come into over into the new testament the bible says that god did something to get rid of sin sin is the problem that's what brought death and every consequence of sickness disease infirmities they are all as a result as a result of sin sin the sin nature so god sent jesus now first of all say this with me say everything jesus did he did for me say it one more time one more time all right say this Say so he didn't do it for himself. He didn't need to do it for himself. He needed to do it for me. And he did it for me. Then say this. In the mind of God. When he did it. I was in him. Doing it. Do you believe that? Okay. Because the reason why Jesus came. Is just for you. Everything. All the death. The barrier. The reason he went to hell. Is just because of you jesus died spiritual death so that you will be alive spiritually you believe that one okay let me jump jesus became sick so that you don't have to carry sicknesses again you believe that good jesus christ went to hell so that you don't have to go to hell you believe that good if you go to hell then it will be your choice you understand to be your choice and that's why you don't have to no devil can force you to hell now before jesus did that you had no choice you will have to go to all the saints of old went to hell including abraham but the bible teaches that the only difference is that the part of hell that they went to the part of hell that they went to was this part of hell that was not the suffering side it's called paradise in hell 
Okay, uh, we, we've looked at things like this before. Okay, good. Now, Jesus rescued us from that. He went to hell in our place. So that we don't have to go there. And that means I will never end up in hell. Now, because he went there, does it mean that people don't go to hell? They didn't just accept what Jesus did for them. The same way, there are people who are still sick. Why? Because some of them have not accepted. Some of them accepted. They are not putting what they know to work. Some of them, they have to grow and build their faith so that they don't have to still fall sick. But in reality, somebody already paid. You are being cheated if somebody paid for you and you are still paying again. That's the reason for teaching. Okay. Now, I want to begin to show you something now. You remember that I told you, I said, um, this superman, when God made him unbeatable, what did God do to make him unbeatable? He gave him what? Authority, right? Good. And I said, when God made him debt free, God did something. What? His life. That's something that we now need to look at. Because, the, let me show you. John chapter number 10. Reading from 10th verse. John chapter number 10 from the 10th verse. Read it. Want to go? Mm-hmm. Jesus is telling you the reason why he came. That they might have Zoe. That's the life of God. The very life of God. He says the reason why I came is so that they might have Zoe, the life of God. And have this life of God more abundantly. In other words, to overflowing. Oh God. This should be your passion. Where you are full of the life of God. It's flowing out of you. I tell people, you know, it's like sitting down beside the guy in the bus. And the guy is sick. Just for his body touching yours, he's healed. That's overflowing of life. Because that's what Jesus brought us. John 3.16 Read it. Everybody wants to go. Yep. Has he achieved that? How do you know? First John. First John chapter number 5. First John chapter number 5. From the 11th verse. Okay. All right, read it. Next verse. How many of you has the son? Okay. So, do you have the life? That life is Zoe. This is not animal life. This is not Suke. This is Zoe. The God life. Next verse. He wants you to know that you have eternal you know why he's writing them because those there many of them did not know so he says i'm right the reason i'm writing this letter is so that you will know that you have it now listen there are times that you study the scriptures and then the tenses will, will look like or will read like he's talking about eternal life in the future okay like we'll have if you do this you have eternal life with god and other times it sounds like you have it now i want to tell you 
Because many Christians have been confused. They think that we will have eternal life later. No, we will not have it later. What God gave you, actually when you were born again, what God gave you was his very life. As a Christian, you are the possessor of God's life. Right now, the Bible says you are a new creature. What made you that? The life of God. Okay, so there are times that we will talk about it in, in the future. The reason is because one of the features of eternal life is that eternal life makes you live forever. Okay, so sometimes when he's talking about eternal life and he wants to tell you, he wants to give you a benefit that is of the future, he picks, he says eternal life. In reality, he should have said everlasting life. Meaning that you live forever with God. But eternal life is bigger than just the everlasting life. Is the way that's the God kind of life, the very life we read it yesterday, the very life that Christ Himself we saw it yesterday. You remember from the book of Ephesians, the first chapter, where we're looking, uh, second chapter, beg your pardon, we're looking at that, where He says, The very life of Christ, He says, That's what He has given us, not another one, not something inferior. The very life of Christ is what you carry inside now. Now, brothers and sisters, do you think that is true? Or God is just lying. If it is true, that means right now, you have the life of Christ in you now, as you are seated. Now, now. My. So if you have the life of Christ in you, so what does that make you? That's the reason for studying. Because if you don't know, you will never act like it. And if you don't act like it, you will never enjoy the benefits. Never. Hmm. Glory to God. Well, you know now that you have this life of God. Before I begin to fly. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost everywhere. I want to go deeper now. So you need to enlarge your capacity. Omnipotent Father. Of mercy and grace. Thou art welcome. In this place, holy, 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 holy. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, open your spirits. Holy, 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 holy is the Lord. Kaya mama masuzo, holy, 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 holy is the Lord. Kaya baba baba sande gede donda di galande soze frege dose. Kira kara bande soze ura bahata. Faithful are you, Lord. Faithful are you, Lord. Faithful are you, Lord. You are so faithful. Now sing to him, be lifted up. Just right where you're seated, be lifted up. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. 
of you are ready many of you are ready all right now let's go romans chapter number eight you said you have that life the very life of christ right romans chapter number eight reading from the first verse there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in christ jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit next verse for the law of the spirit of life you have the life of God. Now he's telling you something about the law of that life of God. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. Now there's something called the law of sin and death. Now what, what, when we talk about death, I want to explain something because this is very confusing to many people except God grants you the revelation. There are three kinds of deaths in the bible i've mentioned two of them the first two were mentioned under first under the new old testament in the book of genesis that we read the other time spiritual deaths then physical deaths spiritual death is a separation from god physical death is when somebody ceases to be in this realm okay for instance spiritual death um first corinthians Chapter number 15, verse 22. We'll also look at book of Isaiah. First Corinthians chapter 15. You have to be fast. I have a lot of things to cover. Okay. For as in Adam, all die. Even so in Christ shall all be made alive. This one is talking about his spiritual death. In Adam, everybody, because you know everybody did not die physically in Adam. That's why people are still existing. But in Adam, everybody died spiritually. You see that? It means everybody was separated from God. So all those people under the Old Testament were sinners. Including all those now that are not born again. They are sinners. Why? They are born after the first Adam. So they are dead. As far as God is concerned, they are dead. They've been cut off from God. That's what he's talking about. Including the newborn babies. This one has nothing to do with what you have done. Or what you didn't do. When that baby is kicking in your womb, that's a sinner. He has started. <laughs> but he is not a sinner because of what he did or didn't do. Or what you do or you don't do. He's a sinner because of the nature that he got from Adam. And that's the reason why Jesus had to come. To change that nature. Do you understand? To give you another life. Away from the human life. Okay, so this one is spiritual death. The Bible says that Jesus himself died two deaths on the cross. That's what I wanted to show you from Isaiah. Two deaths on the cross. Maybe we should go there. Isaiah chapter 53. I just want to quickly portray that. From the ninth verse. Quick, quick, quick. And he made his grave with the wicked. Talking about Jesus. And with the rich and his death. Now this word death there. That is singular here. No. In the margin it says deaths. With the S. Referring to two deaths. The spiritual one first on that cross and then the physical one. The spiritual one resulted in the physical one. That's how it has always been. If not for the spiritual one, there will be no physical death. Because it's impossible for this man to die if he's not separated from God. Listen, God is life. You cannot connect to life and die. Do you understand? So that, that's the point. And this man was connected to God. 
amazing fellowship with God. So he couldn't have died. So the devil had to get him to separate him first. So when he was separated from God, uh-huh, death cannot begin. And that was how death entered into the world. And this same death started affecting everything in his environment. Because you have to understand your personality, your spirit, your nature, everything about you affects everything around you. That's why some people in their house, things get spoiled easily. It's because of their spirit. In the home where they play the wrong music all the time, the sound is going into the things you have in the room. Anytime you enter that room, you have to struggle with sin. Because all those things will be bringing back what you've put into them. Life is spiritual. So don't take it lightly. Glory to God. Okay, now back to the book of Romans now. I just wanted to show you that. Uh, uh, the second death, the second kind of death is the physical death. That's what you find in Hebrews chapter number 9. Let's go to Hebrews chapter number 9. Physical death. Hebrews chapter number 9. Verse 27. Quick, 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 quick. Liga handy. And as it and as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. He's talking about the physical death. Alright? We'll come back to this scripture because we will need it in a short while from now. We'll come back to this. So this one is physical. He's talking about physical death. Okay? Good. <laughs> Glory to God. And the third kind of death, that's the second death. The first two revealed in Genesis first. The last one revealed in Revelation. Second death. Second death simply means lake of fire. Revelation 20 verse 14. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. Did you notice it says death was cast into the lake of fire? So who is death? Is death a person? Huh? Is death a person? Okay. If you say death is the person, alright. Is death a place? But hell, we say hell is a place. I will leave that revelation for another time. Glory to God. This is the second death. Somebody say it's the casting. No, it's not the casting. He's, he's talking about lake of fire. Lake of fire is, a, let me show you from another place. The 21st chapter, 8th verse. Same book. Oh God. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. So he's referring to the lake of fire as the second death. Okay, several other places, but that's enough. That's just sufficient so that we won't waste time on that. Okay, so this is the second, these are the three deaths. So you start like this the man dies spiritually first, and he will eventually die physically. He will have to die physically because of his spiritual deaths. And then, if his spiritual death is not revived, you understand? If he's not saved from that spiritual death, he will end up in the second death, lake of fire. Do, do you get that? Is that simple enough? Good. Alright, let's move on now. But, something happened. There's something called the, the gospel of substitution. Where he took my place. That I might take his place. That's where something changed.
changed. That's where something changed. Brothers and sisters, I want to show you something that Jesus said. If you study the scripture, you see these things, it will be troubling to you. Let's begin from the book of John. You know, I was reading Romans to you the other time. It didn't seem to make much sense. Let's go to the book of John. Let's hear Jesus speak for himself. John chapter 5. Kerunde supraante. Hey, la tobiju. Aribiti. Arabata. I'm, I'm trying hard to stay with the book. Anyway, I think I'll have to let it go. 24. Verse 24. Now, from now on, begin to pay extra attention. Make sure you are hearing what I'm saying. Don't say what I did not say. And make sure you hear me. And be sure you are hearing me. Because I'm going to make it so clear. We are going to look at the Bible. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word, and believeth on him that sent me at everlasting life. Now, these translators, they put it everlasting life. It's talking about eternal life. And shall not come into condemnation. Jesus is talking. But is passed from death unto life. What is it saying? He has passed from the realm of death unto the realm of life. Who? Eh? The one that believeth on me, right? First John. First John. You know, I told you, I told you about John. Something about John is that John paid extra attention to the divinity of Jesus. John was this guy that was so concerned about divinity. Do you know what divinity is? is? The God kind. You understand? This God life. He paid so much attention. And so he was able to pick some of these things. While others, you have the other ones were looking at his miracles. John was paying attention at his divinity. He was, he was so fascinated. He was just like me. Glory to God. I like that guy. Glory to God. First John. Okay. Let me bring it up for you. Chapter number three from verse 14. Word for word. We know that we, listen, Jesus said anyone that believes, now we have believed. So he comes and say, we know that we are passed, shall pass, no, we are passed from death unto life. We are passed from the realm of death unto the realm of life because we love the brethren. The uh, Romans chapter number five. From the fifth verse says, The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. Book of Galatians, chapter number five, says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, and we have all that. Okay, he says, We are passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brethren abideth in death. Who is one that does not love his brethren? He's not talking to us. Why? Because he already says, We have love, we love in our spirit. We may act differently, that's because you are listening to your senses and to your flesh. But the real spirit, your real self, is full of love. Because that one is born after God. Did you see this? So Jesus said, we are passed from death unto life. John says, he's quoting Jesus. He says, we are passed from death unto life. Uh, Are you still here? If you are catching it, say hallelujah. Thank you. Okay, now, let's move further. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to begin to show you something extra. John chapter 8. These are troubling words now. 
from the 51st verse. I want us to begin to hear what Jesus is saying. Jesus was talking. You know, Jesus, he was talking to these disciples, not disciples, the Jews. Then he said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, brothers and sisters, when you're studying about Jesus, be listening to what he's saying. There are things that he says that concern everybody. There are things that he says that does not concern everybody. You have to understand it. There are things that he said that concern only the Jews that were there at the time. But there are things that he said that covers all of us. Verily, verily, I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. Now, this is the question. Is he talking about spiritual death? Spiritual death means separation from God. So if he's talking about spiritual death, then this will be contradictory. Because he was talking to men that were already spiritually dead. Do you understand? So he wouldn't be telling them if they're already dead. Are you getting what I'm saying? Is he talking about second death? Very, very, if a man is, if he's telling them that they're already spiritually dead, so they will definitely have the second one. So what is he saying? He brought in something higher. He says, if any man keep my saying, what are you saying? The word. Next verse. So that you know that he knows what he's saying. Then said the Jews unto him, Now we know that thou hast a devil. Because they understood him. They said, we know that thou hast a devil. Abraham is dead. And the prophet. You see, they understood he was talking about the physical one. He says, Abraham is dead. And then the prophet. And thou says, if a man keep my saying, he shall never taste of death. Next verse. Then Jesus said unto them, That's not what I mean, no. Let's just read it. Are thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead? And the prophets are dead. Who makest thou thyself? Jesus answered, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father that honoreth me, of whom ye say that he is your God. Next verse. Yet ye have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say I know him not, I shall be a liar like unto you. But I know him, and I keep his saying. Now, now, now. Go to the 11th chapter, book of John. I want you to see something. <laughs> 11th chapter, book of John. Let's skip. Let's go to... Uh, uh, this is the story of Lazarus that was dead. Let's go to like 25th verse. Jesus said unto her. <laughs> 20. 20 verse. 20th verse. <laughs> then matter now jesus had come in they said lazarus is dead so jesus was coming as he entered into town the sisters heard now they're coming to meet jesus that matter that's the one of the sisters as soon as she heard that jesus was coming went and met him but mary sat still in the house next verse then said matter unto jesus lord if thou hast been here my brother had not died <laughs> but i know that even now Whatsoever thou we ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus said unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. Martha said unto him, Jesus was saying, He will stand up again. Hear Martha. Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am. <sighs> did you notice Jesus did not say, I have? Jesus said, me. She was talking about resurrection day. Jesus said, I am. The resurrection is here. He says, I am. 
resurrection. Now mark that. And the life. Usually, there's a difference between raising the dead and the dead being resurrected. Resurrection is usually for the last days. When the dead will come up. Jesus said, I am that resurrection. Then life, Zoe, he's trying to say, the resurrection for the last day is here. The life for this day is here. That's what Jesus is saying. Somebody say, hallelujah. Now listen to him. He that believeth in me, though he were dead. Excuse me, what kind of death is this one? He that believeth in me, though he were dead. Yet shall he live. He's talking about physical death. Because he's connecting it to re- resurrection. Though the guy was dead, but at resurrection, he will come back. Yet shall he live. Next verse. And whosoever is living, Physically, and believes in me shall never die. Amata said, No, he said, Do you believe it? Oh, somebody say, Hallelujah. I want to pause for a while. I want to pause for a while. I want to pause for a while. I want to pause for a while before I continue in this direction. I want to help you with something a little. There are actually five groups of people in the world. Now, this one will clarify a lot of things. I purposely paused so I can complete what I want to say. This other part. I wrote them down for you. According to the Bible, there are five groups of people in the world. The first group is those who will die early by choice. You cannot write it out. You can't stop it. They will die early in this life by their own choice. They will make the choice to die early for whatever reason. He says, Is there anybody like that that makes the choice to die? Yes, there are those who are like that. For instance, there are those who go about doing ritual money, and the man will tell them, You have only 10 years to live. They say, we don't, I don't care. In that 10 years, let me be very rich. Okay. The second group are those who made the choice to die late. They made the choice to die late. They say, I know I will die, but I will stretch it. You say, is it possible? Is that in the hands of someone? Is it not only God? No. Incidentally, not always. There are times that God decides. There are other times that he has left you to decide. So there are those who make the choice to die late. They will do everything. For instance, they will ensure that they keep healthy. They will eat the right food. They will do the right things with their bodies just to prolong their life on earth. Are you still here? Good. The third group. These are those who God has determined that they have only a short assignment on earth. God determined it. And so they will not live past certain age. For instance, John the Baptist. For instance, Jesus himself. Only a short assignment, but it was heavy. And even in this present age, there are people short assignment. Once they are done, they are to go. They are, you are done. You have to go. Even there are men of God that are like that, even today. Their assignment is done, and they have no business staying anymore. They are taken. 
Are you following this? Good. Then another group. Group four. Those whose longevity here would be based on their faith and belief. There are those who will keep themselves here for a long period of time because of their faith and belief. And the Bible says to the one that believes, anything is possible. You cannot break it. So some of them will go. They, they have things that they are standing on. For instance, if you turn to the book of Genesis, the sixth chapter, book of Genesis, God says something there. Let's read from the third verse. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be an hundred and twenty years. So they take this. This is a promise. They took this in scripture. They can take this and hold on to it. And because they have faith in it, that's what they get. One hundred and twenty. So they decide to keep themselves here in faith without doubting. And God honors faith. As long as that guy is living a righteous life, he or not, he's not destroying lives. He will stay here and fulfill that. There are those like that. They may not be many, but there are. And then, you know, other groups, Psalm 90. Let me show you another one there. That should be the popular one. Tenth verse, Psalm 90. Uh -huh. It says, The days of our years are three score years and ten. Three score years and ten means seventy. And if by reason of strength they may be four score years, that's eighty. Yet is their strength labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and will fly away. Now, this was Moses who wrote this. One day, he must have been among the children of Israel, and he sees how they're weak and the rest, and he says, oh, oh, the days of men, 70. If the guy is really, really strong, he gets to make it to 80. It's Moses that said it. But Moses himself died at 120. Isn't it interesting? And there are people who take this. And this is what their faith stands with. If I can just do 70, Lord, I'll give you praise. Even if it's 75, Lord, I'll give you praise. And then God goes by that. In other words, their faith determines. Then there is this final group of people. These are the ones that God has reserved to fulfill what is in the word of God. Because this thing must be fulfilled before rapture happens. It must be fulfilled. They are the ones that you find in First Thessalonians. I want to show that to you now. First Thessalonians. It's important that I pause here to explain these things to you so that somebody will not be thinking, what is this? Uh -uh. And one of the reasons why you fall in this group, how do you know? The Lord will open your mind to receive this message. Once you are open to receive it, then you are in that group. Because this must happen before rapture. Not everybody will receive it, no matter how you preach. Not, not everybody. It's not granted them. But while you're listening now, if you belong in that group, it will be granted. You, you will find it comfortable listening. You, you, you won't be feeling uncomfortable like, hey, what is this that we are hearing? Like, no, 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 no. If you're feeling that way, no, don't struggle. You can still prolong your life. You understand? You, you may not just be in that group. And that's the group I want to show you now. Glory to God. First Thessalonians chapter number 5. Reading from the 13th verse. And I want us to mark this now. 
For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain, can you see the two groups there? There are two groups there. There are those that are alive and there are those that will remain. Remain from where? They will remain. Okay, let's read on. Unto the coming of the Lord. Did you see this? There are those that at that time, of course, they will be alive. There are those that will remain. Let me tell you, either way you want to interpret it. He said that this first group, this first group, they remain from all their fathers that are others that have died, their mates that have died, but these ones are still remaining. And this second group are the ones that are alive. This is their generation, they are alive. But these remaining ones are still here. So these groups are the ones that witness the coming of the Lord. Now, when he's talking about the coming of the Lord here, he's talking about the rapture of the church. Now, don't mistake it. You say, oh, no, 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 that, I won't accept that. If you study it, you know that, okay? He's talking about the rapture. Let me, let's just read on. Okay? For this we say unto you, by the word of the Lord, that we, we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord, shall not prevent them which are asleep. We won't go before those who are dead. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. He's talking about rapture. The dead in Christ will rise first. Next verse. Then we which are alive and remain. You see, he's using it. So that you know he knows what he's talking about. Shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. To meet the Lord in the air. You see, Jesus wouldn't descend here. He won't, he won't come down here. The only place he's going to descend to is in the air. And so he says we will be caught up to meet him there in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. In other words, we will ever be with Jesus. We will never be separated again. Okay? Not that we will ever be in the air with him. No. He will not remain there. He will take us back to heaven. Okay? Alright. Glory to God. But did you see that? So there is a group called the remaining. There is the group that will be alive. Because they ought to be alive at that time. Are you still here? So these are the ones that we catch what I'm telling you now. They are meant to be alive, to, to remain. So it's not for everybody. But we still have to share it so that those who, are, who belong in that group can know now. Knowledge is power. It's important. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. What would that tell you? That means you should not. See, it's your choice. It's your choice, your personal choice to permit death. Let nobody lie to you. Death kills people in different ways. And I want to tell you, this is a revelation I want to give to you now. Number one, there's something called the angel of death. The angel of death is that one that works. Sometimes somebody is sleeping at, mid, mid, at the middle of the night. The angel of death shows up. How does it function? It forcefully pulls out your spirit out of your body. That's how it functions. It's called the angel of death. The Bible talks about him. The Bible says that Satan was the one in charge of him. He was the one controlling him. He sent him on errands. That's why in the book of Hebrews, chapter number 2, run there, reading from the 14th verse, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. So the devil was one that had the power of death. He was the controller of death in the past. But let's, let's 
Read on now. Let's read on. This one. We, <laughs> and deliver them who through fear of death. That means in this day we are not supposed to be under the fear of death. Who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. How were they subject to bondage? Don't drink that water. It may kill you. Don't eat this. Oh, it may kill you. You know all those kind of life. They were subject to He said Jesus delivered them from the fear of death. How did he do it? He died to give us life. He destroyed death by dying. Now the word destroy death does not mean death is still around. Death has not been completely eradicated. But it just means that death has been rendered useless. Death has been made nothing. And then in 1 Corinthians chapter number 15, go there now. I want to show you what it says about death. The 26th verse. The last enemy. Can you see this? Death is an enemy of God. You see, it is not true. It's a lie. When that preacher comes and say, all right now, they are around that grave. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh. He didn't give to take. The Bible says his gifts are without repentance. He doesn't do that. That's not our God. Don't make him a monster. What kind of God is this? That was Job who said that. And he said that based on his limited understanding. These were men of the senses. Under the Old Testament, they didn't understand all this. They didn't understand death. They didn't understand the devil. So everything that happened, they said is God. Every little thing they say is God. Hey, God has killed this child. Hey, God has not. But we discover he's not God. Under the Old Testament, we have the revelation of the devil. The Bible clearly shows it. Thank God for Jesus. It shows us a lot of it. Jesus came casting out devils. That means they exist. They didn't start existing when Jesus came. They had been there all the time. So you see, he says the last enemy. So death is God's enemy. That's the reason why God anoints people to raise the dead, brothers and sisters. If somebody passes away in your family, and then you feel in your spirit the faith to bring him back, you can do it. God will back you up. Because we just read now how Jesus went to Lazarus to raise him. If God is using death, give it and take it, would have told Jesus, ah, you want to break my will. Don't do that. Listen to me. The same way is not the will of God for you to be sick. And so he anoints people to heal the sick. That's the same way it's not God's will for death to come and yank you out. What, what kind of nonsense is that? If it happens, you permit it. And you know what? The terrible thing is that from our fathers, forefathers, they say we all owe debt. We have an appointment with debt. Let's look at that. We're looking at Hebrews chapter number 9 verse 27. Let's go there. You know we are in the last days. So the Bible says in the last days, knowledge shall be increased. So there are those of us that are, we are still settled here. We are waiting for the rapture. Nothing is taking us. As the rapture takes, we are going. Nothing. <laughs> Glory to God. Uh, if you won't be in that group, don't worry. You won't, you won't catch it. You won't, you won't, you won't, you won't accept it in your spirit. You would, a lot of things will just be running through your mind. Uh, that's an indication that there's a set time for you. But for some of us who are catching this. <laughs> so what do you have to do? Build your faith towards it. God is no respecter of presence. If God can make The first Adam lived 930. 930. 
Did you ever hear of Methuselah? No, no, I'm 60 something. Let me tell you something. Let me show you something. I want to come out of this place. Come and help me out with this. I want to show you something now. I want you to turn to book of Hebrews. So you know that I know what I'm talking about. 11 chapter. And I want to begin reading from the 5th verse. By faith. Say by faith. Enoch was translated that he should not see death. This guy was not born again. You know what I'm trying to tell you? Even if you don't want to be here at rapture, you can choose to go another way. You can decide to be translated. Don't you understand? Do you have to die to make it happen? The Bible said death is an enemy of God. You know, I heard the story. A, a man of God was talking about one, this beautiful Christian, wonderful Christian, who was translated in this our generation. They just came. They couldn't find the guy again. He so walked with God. Let me show you. It's in the book. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death. And was not found. Why? Because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. How will you please God? Next verse. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. This is how you please God. A life of faith. It pleases God. God is looking for children that will prove his greatness on earth. He's looking for children that will display his greatness. Do you understand? God is so... Listen. In your mind, never limit Christianity. Never. In your mind, don't ever limit God. Maybe because you've been taught wrongly. Never. This kind of revelation wouldn't have been open to them in the past. Why? It was not time. But now the time has come. You know, like I told some that I was teaching some things along this line. How one day, I was watching a man of God from somewhere, Singapore or something. And he was preaching this thing to his congregation. I thought I was the only one that knew it. You needed to see the way I ran inside the city room that day. revelation must come before rapture. It has to come. There are some of us that will, you know, oh yeah, we will still we will be dominating this world in the supernatural. Why we are doing it? That's where rapture will meet us. Pew! Out of this place. When I'm gone, they would know that somebody came. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Now listen to me. Don't ever look like this. You know, I knew of a man of God that died young. Listen, I just told you. There are those whose assignments are short. They will know in themselves that they are going to go. That's why after they are gone, you will have, you'll be able to bring back to memory some of the things they said because they knew they would leave. But in your spirit, if you're not going, you will know you're not going. You know. Listen, God does not confuse us. He doesn't deceive us. He doesn't push you and say, be going, I'm coming, and then he runs back. He doesn't do that. See, Inoko. Because you know, some people say, you know, how will you ever go to heaven without dying? You must die to go to heaven. This one went. 
without dying. Did you ever think about Elijah? Did he die? How did he go? That guy had two heads, right? No wonder. He so worked with God. God told him, alright, you have to go now. Why didn't God say, okay, go and die? God told Moses, go and die. That's what God told Moses. Okay? But Elijah, God didn't say, go and die. God said, I want to take you. You studied the life of Moses. You know he had some weaknesses. Brother, get rid of the weaknesses. Be doing it now. <laughs> Glory to God. Oh! By faith. Hebrews chapter number 9, verse 27. Oh. I don't think I can finish this thing tonight. Let's start from maybe 25. Read it. Who is he talking about? Who is he talking about? He's talking about Jesus. Next verse. Next verse. Okay, next verse. Say hallelujah. How many of you saw something there? It says, no, the 27th. For death, and as it is appointed unto men, wants to die. Okay, now this is the scripture that they take. They say, everybody must die because it is appointed unto man to die. That is not what he's saying. He's talking about Christ. He said, as it is appointed to men, for men to die. The same way, Jesus had to die. That's what he's trying to say. Second Corinthians, I'm coming back here. Let me show you more. Second Corinthians chapter number 4. Chapter number 5, verse 14. Whosoever is in Christ. But let's start from earlier. For the love of Christ constrained us. Because we thus judge that if one died for all. Hello? Hello? Make sure you look up now. You don't miss this one. Otherwise, you're lying. If you, if you say you are not saying this one, you are lying. For the love of Christ constrained us. Because we thus judge. We all judge. Which is right. That if one died for all. Then we're all dead. Is this spiritual death or physical death? Or second death? Eh? Which one is this one? Eh? You are not sure. But it's very simple. Uh, is it physical? Is it spiritual? Okay, let's look at it. Who is he talking about, first of all? He says Jesus died. Okay, now. We judge that if one died for all, if one person spiritually died for all of us, then we're all dead. How can that be? Adam already died spiritually and everybody was dead in him. So how can he say Jesus is dying for us spiritually again so that we can die spiritually? 
Don't you understand? It can't be spiritual death. It will be, it's, and it's not the second death. Because Jesus was never taken to a lake of fire. He couldn't have gone there. That's never possible. Lake of fire is eternal damnation. Jesus didn't go there. So we are left with only one. Physical death. So he's saying we judge in our mind that if he's trying to tell you that everything Jesus did, he did for us. So we don't judge that if one die for all, then everyone died. That is that, that makes sense, right? Because he was paying for us. Next verse. And that he died for all, he's still repeating it. That they which live, that means now, we are alive. That they which live should not henceforth live where? Live physically. Should not henceforth live unto themselves. He said, don't live your life for yourself. But unto him which died for them and rose again. It's not physical death. Okay, now go back to Hebrews chapter number 9 now. Verse 27. Who died for all? Jesus. Good. Now, let's start from the 25th verse. Let's link it together now. Not yet that he should offer himself often as the high presented into the holy place every year with blood of others. For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now, once in the head of the world, had he appeared to put away sin. Now remember, sin brought about death. Okay? And so sin and its consequences, that's what he's talking about. By the sacrifice of himself. Next verse. And as it is appointed unto men, once to die, but after this, the judgment. Next verse. So Christ. Did you see that? So he did the same. As it is appointed that we must all die. After this judgment. Christ came and took their place. He died. So we judge it this way. Alright. Somebody already did it. Once and for all. We Listen. The, the thing is not that we will not die. The point is we don't have to. There's a difference. The thing is not that we will not fall sick. The point is, we don't have to fall sick. There's a difference. Because somebody who is hearing this, that man is just saying that we will not die. I never said so. For me, I know I'm not going to glory to God because I don't have to. And for anyone else that will believe it too, you don't have to. You don't have to. Let me tell you this. You know, Many times in the middle of the night. You think I just came up with this revelation and I'm coming to teach you. I've been teaching this for years. The pastors who met me. It was part of the things I've taught them. When I started teaching this over five years now. I've been teaching this thing. So it's not something. It's not that this man just discovered one revelation. I would have preferred not to tell anybody or share it with anybody. But because the Lord keeps telling me to share it. Because it's a revelation for this end time. Listen to me. Are you still out there? Whatever you have faith for, you can have. God is only limited by your level of faith. The day God disappoints your faith, that's the day he ceases to be God. That means he has become a liar. And that means he has failed. So if somebody is in somewhere and saying, no, nothing can take me out of here. No matter what forces of hell are arrayed against him, they will fall before him. Because the one that is backing him up 
is the greatest being in the world. Are you still out there? I told you there are several um, ways men die. I just told you. The, the first one is that the angel of death. The angel of death is going to come into your, God forbid, not your room. Into that fellow's room. That's why they say he just slept so he didn't wake up again. Sometimes there will be struggle. You see the guy gasping for breath. <laughs> that angel is pulling that spirit out of him. And once that thing is pulled out of him, as the hand, it's called angel of death. Other ways, men kill men. In other words, they kill their body. And the moment the body is killed, the spirit cannot sustain it. You have to leave. That's another way. And that's why you need to have the word of God and be bold in your spirits. So that you won't let anybody just waste your life. If you, if you are not the word of God, anybody will just show up. Maybe that the guy is drunk. I've told you this several times. He got drunk and took the gun. And you look like the one is looking for God forbid. And shoots that fellow. Has wasted his life. If you are not loaded with the spirits and know your authority, you will not know when to stop him. And say, stop in the name of Jesus. Drop that thing. <laughs> he will collapse. Because you know what you are saying. You are, you are telling him to drop it in the name of Jesus. You know what you, that means? You are using the authority of God to tell him to do what? But it, it takes boldness. Because when things like that happen, how do you react first? Some people, they won't be able to think right. You see, Jesus said, in your patience, possess your soul. In your patience, just hold yourself. Gunshot outside. In the compound. Ah, they are here. You look from the window. You see, know enough of the word. For the fellow who is loaded with the word knows what to do. As he's seeing them, you do one of two things. March around in your room and begin to pray with the Holy Ghost. Angels will take their place. They will be confused. If they ever break in and you are loaded with that kind of faith and they enter your house, that means God wants to display himself through you. That's a greater one. As long as you stay in your faith, it has never happened that somebody is standing on God and was disappointed. It has, don't you understand? It was, if the guy got disappointed, he was not standing on God in the first place. You just thought he was. It has never happened. God is only limited in the realm of your mind. If God could use a 17 year old to destroy a Goliath, uh -uh, you don't have to have some stupid thinking. Okay, hey, the guy has a gun. I need a gun too. Father, show me gun. Bring gun. Pew, gun in my hand. You see, you are still limiting God. Hey, gun in my hand. So that the gun, if he doesn't now show up, ah, you didn't give me gun. Ah, see, you didn't give me gun. What? All you need is the command of words. Tell that guy what you want him to do. If you want him to crawl, say crawl on your face in the name of Jesus. Before he argues, he's already on his face. What do you think happens? All those weak doctors that have the small, small powers. What do you think they are doing? The guy just wears one ring and slaps the head. Pam! Say begin to dance. That one is he's just dancing. He can't understand. <laughs> that's, that's a witch doctor. Demons. The Bible says they are boss. That's Satan. Has been put under my feet. He says, I am seated together with Christ. 
far above. Listen. If he says you are seated together with Christ, barely above him, we will say, ah, he's still somewhere. He says, far. How can you not believe the word of God? What is the matter with you? You choose to believe what they are telling you out there. When somebody is showing you the greatness of God, you begin to doubt. He said, that's heresy. That's heresy. Why? Because you don't truly believe God is great. You are, you are just saying it. God, you are very great. I know you are very great. But in your mind, you don't really truly, you don't truly believe. So when they begin to tell you some things about God, say, ah, ah, how can that happen? It's a lie. It's not true. Stay there and be arguing. This revelation came from the word of God. The guys that share them, I, I want to tell you another secret that you need to know. Paul wrote some things under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost and prophetically that he himself did not catch the revelation himself. The Bible shows that they wrote under the power of the Holy Ghost as they were inspired of the Holy Spirit. It's not everything he caught. It's just like a prophet. In fact, if you function in the prophetic, you know that. You will say some things, then you will not be wondering, ah, was that the one that said that? Sometimes you say, prophet of the whole. They said many things that they never understood. I thought I was prophesying. He said the virgin will be with a child. After saying, he said, what is this? What did I just say? Ah, he covered his mouth and ran away. Because that's crazy. A virgin, prophet, a virgin, but he was prophesying the future. Listen to me. You are your own limitation. You know my job? My job is, I just love to stay with the words. And discover. Listen, God has made us more than conquerors. That's the life me I want to live. Well, have you gotten there yet? Of course not. But I've seen in my life. That I, as I journey with God, I got better. Boy, this thing is working. Oh, woo, it's sweet. Woo! If it's not working, I don't, I don't waste my time with something that is not. I would have dropped it a long time ago. I don't waste my time with something that is not working. But I discovered that the very things that I see in the scripture, as I put them to work, I see the results. Wow! Let's do more. So how could you be limiting God? Another way that men are taken, their lives are taken, is what they call natural death. Natural death means that sickness came upon the guy. And so he became too weak and too sick. The body could not carry the spirit anymore. The body gave up. And so the spirit has to check out. They call that natural death. They say all of a sudden his heart just stops. Brothers and sisters who created that heart, they said it's God. And that heart failed. They call it heart failure. That means God himself is a failure. Ah, how could he have made something that fails? Ah. That's what it will mean. Because we have to understand that when Jesus came and gave us the life of God, death is still in the world. He didn't, he didn't get rid of death. And because your body belongs to this earth and death is working in everything, death will try to work in your body. But the life of God in you, you bring it out to superimpose it on your body. You make that life come out until it begins to come out of your skin. 
One of the things that will do it for you is fellowship with the Spirit of God. Until you get to a realm in your life. Like that dear man of God. Who they said these germs had been killing and killing people. He, he put out his palms. He said, pour it in my palms. And they poured that thing in his palm. He, tell, he told them, he said, as you pour it, they will all die. And then this, these other scientists, they put the microscope. They wanted to see it. And they looked through. They saw those, one after the other, they died on his palm. They died. The same thing that was killing others, just a touch of it. If it touches somebody, the person is in trouble. The man of God said, put it here. He, he said to them, he said, I have the life of God. That life does not tolerate this kind of thing. Because they, they were surprised. They said, ah, the very thing that is very contagious, killing others, you went about laying hands on them. He told them the secret. That's the secret. The Bible says, oh, I have so many things to tell you. You know, have you ever studied about John? This John that showed us a lot of Historians will tell you about him. That's why when you see John the Divine, it's not Jesus that gave him John the Divine. It's the people that gave him John the Divine. Because of his lifestyle, he had caught this divinity. He so caught it. They took the guy. Say, we don't want you to preach anymore. According to historian, they took a large frying pan. Poured oil inside. Because they were terrible. Those people were terrible. They killed these apostles anyhow. Some of them were crucified upside down. Were cruc- terrible things. They said, you, we will deal with you. You destructive. They took him. And they started frying the oil. They took John the divine. Threw him inside. Covered him. And went away. After the oil finished burning, they came back. They opened the guy stood up. <laughs> ah! They called him John the Divine. Somebody say hallelujah. <laughs> Please excuse me. Who are you following? Who are your own mentors? Who are your own mothers? Why is it that the one that is your own mother is that one that died early? Why is it? All of those who through patience, who through faith inherited. Have the right role model. If you know you don't want to end up like this one, why is that one your role model? Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. You see, you're seeing yourself like, I'm limited. You are? How could you? I thought you carried the Holy Spirit. I, I'm not sure anymore whether I carried the Holy Spirit. With this thing this man is saying. If I carry the Holy Spirit, all this thing that, ah, but the tongues are speaking. Did you forge it? Uh, I don't know. Maybe I learned it. How did you learn it? Where did it come from? From your spirit. Do you usually think about it? It's coming from somewhere. And that's from someone. And that's the Holy Ghost. And that's the one that occupies your body. You have been limiting him. Let him come out. Brothers and sisters, I will never die like Kandu. In the name of Jesus. You are the one to command. Listen, you are the one to decide. What you want. You are inside the bus. You are already afraid. The moment you stepped in, fear has started. You are no longer yourself. You say, please, let's pray. Oh, let's pray. Let's pray. Not because you want, you wanted to take charge, but because of fear. Let's pray. Let's pray. 
Then you began to pray. Father! The first thing you say is, there is no death who will not have death. In the name of Jesus. The driver take over his hands. Father, we cover his face with the blood of Jesus. We cover the whole vehicle with the blood of Jesus. The tire with the blood of Jesus. You are a babe. In Nepios. Would Jesus have talked like that? What did Jesus say? Please be still. <laughs> Praying the Holy Ghost. Come on. The Lord will move you to a greater level of walk with Him. Praying the Holy Ghost. We are invincible. I got the life of God in me. I have the spirit of the Son of God. I'm full of life. I'm full of the Holy Ghost. Whatsoever that is born of God, conquers the words. Overcome the word. Yay! In my path there is no death. In my path there is no death. In my path there is no death. Boy, I'm not of this world. I'm not of this world. I'm not of this world. Zero tegira marake de gedo sombra axi. Diba rata zozo prende do sigaran de sobre. Prende su prende do sigale de gedo shataba. Zero rata liga shataba. Zero rande sobre eto kusa berhanti. I'm full of life. I'm full of life. I'm full of life. I have the life of God in me. I'm full of life. I have the life of God in me. Zere runa manga giga hategus. I have the life of God in me. Zega liga shando brendo sigo ho. I have the life of God in me. I reject the lies of the devil in the name of Jesus. We don't die in this kingdom. In the name of Jesus. I reject the lies of the devil. I'm full of eternal life. I'm full of the life of God. He's in my head, he's in my feet, he's in my skin, he's in my bones, he's in my cells. Every fiber of my being 
the very life of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Something is happening in your spirits. Something is happening in your spirits. Something is happening on the inside. Iga Marate was over 
You can be seated now. Stand to your feet. You cannot be seated. There are those of you that are already appointed for the same thing that's already working in your spirit. One moment. I want you to take this home. Second Timothy. Chapter 8. Chapter 1, verse 8. It says thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord that's why I was not ashamed to share this revelation with you none of me is prisoner but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God next verse who had saved us and called us with an holy calling not according to our works but according to his own purpose and grace which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel shout
lift up. What a marvelous God we serve. introduce you to the ministry of angels there are angels in this place but I want them to do something because some of you cannot see them I'm going to ask them to push some of you around a bit so that you will know that God is here with his angels one moment I want to say what I just said I want to say it again there are angels in this place and now I want to tell them to push some of you around some of you are going to be spinning some of you are going to be pushed around so that you know that our God is real Jesus is real Holy Ghost is real and angels are real Father now in the name of Jesus let the angels of light in this place touch the people push them around in the name of Jesus can you see that aha can you see that can you see that there's angels those are the ministry of angels can you see that Supernatural Kingdom Church. To get more of our messages, call 0806 0087 643 or 0816 011 489. Thank you and God bless you.